Tracy L. Baker. B-A-K-E-R. Miss Baker. Yes. How old are you? 24. And uh, are you currently going to school? Yes. And where are you going to school? Uh, Cal State Fullerton. And are you due to graduate soon? Yes, I'll graduate in December with a degree in public relations. And are you also working while you're going to school? Yeah, I hold two jobs. Uh, I work as a waitress at a restaurant as well as um, I work at the Anaheim Arena that just opened. Um, have you had much time to watch this case on television? To be honest, no. Um, with my two jobs in school, I don't have time for much of anything else. So, yeah. Uh, do you know Lyle and Eric Menendez? Yes. And when was it that you first met them? <laughs> um, around October of 1988. And for how long were you around them and their family? Um, approximately three months, off and on. I would see. I saw them occasionally on weekends with their parents, and also um, during the week, going out, movies, whatever. So you would have seen them in October? Mm-hmm. Yes? Yes. And in November? Yes. And were you there for Thanksgiving? Yes, I was. And was that the last time that you were with uh, the family together? Yes, that's the last time I saw them. Okay. So that would have been October and November of 88, is that yes. correct? You a little nervous? I'm very nervous. <laughs> How many times did you have dinner at the Menendez home? Um, two or three. And were you around Mr. and Mrs. Menendez in a, some other times in addition to those two to three dinners? Yes. And how many other times were you around them? Three or four. And when you were around them, was Lyle always there also? Yes, always. And was Eric there? Um, yeah, I believe he was also there all, if not one or two of the times he may not have been, but I believe he was. During one of the, did you spend time at the Menendez home? Yes. During one of the times you were at the Menendez home during this time period, did something unusual happen involving Mr. Menendez and a friend of Eric's? Yes. Okay. Where were you when this event occurred? Um, I was in, in the guest house where Lyle basically lived. Um, okay. And who was there with you? Just Lyle. And what happened? Um, he received a phone call, which I ascertained was his father calling him by the way he responded. And apparently he had to go to the, um, the main house immediately. And his father had ordered him to come there. Lyle asked me to stay behind in the house. All right. And so it was a call from Mr. Menendez to Lyle, mm -hmm. telling Lyle to come to the main house? Yes. And was it your impression that the call was from the main house? Yes. And did you stay in the guest house as you were requested to? For a short period of time, yes. And then did something unusual happen? Yes, I heard um, loud shouting and slamming of car doors, and I was a little frightened. I didn't know what was happening, so I went to the main house. Okay. And where in the main house did you go? Um, I, I went through the house and out toward the front door, um, and I was standing right on the front stoop uh, in front of the big front door. Who else was there at this time? Um, Eric, Lyle, um, Mr. Menendez, um, I believe a, a family friend, Ed Fenno, was there, um, myself, and I, I believe uh, Mrs. Menendez was also standing in the, in the front foyer, not actually outside. But, uh, and also, I, I can't be sure, but I believe a, a Cole, another friend of Lyle's, may have been there. I, I don't remember. Okay. And when you got to the front step, um, what did you see? I caught the tail end of, of Mr. Menendez uh, shouting, in fact, almost screaming um, at a young man who either was getting into or out of a car in the street. And he was screaming at him, if you come near my home or my family again, I'll kill you. And that was the tail end of what I, that was all that I heard. And Now, when you heard this, did it sound like he was joking around or did he sound serious? Deadly serious. I, I was very put back. I didn't know how to react. I was very uncomfortable, and it scared me. Okay. And this young man at whom he was yelling, did you see him leave? Yes, he was leaving the property. I didn't ever see his face. Okay. 
And after this incident, um, did Mr. Menendez return to the area where you were standing? Um, yes, he did. He, I, I believe he, he, I think he may have asked me to actually go back to the guest house, but I'm unclear. I know he ordered the boys to go upstairs and wait for him. And at that point, just a minute, when you say he ordered the boys to go upstairs, who are you talking about? Mr. Menendez. And who are the boys? Eric and Lyle. Relax. Okay. <laughs> All right. So he ordered Eric and Lyle to go upstairs. Yes. What did he say to them? Uh, something to the effect, go up to my room and, and I'll, I'll wait for me. I'll be right there. And, you know, he, he was yelling at them. He was obviously very agitated over something one or both of them had done. Okay. Objection. Move to strike. Um, he was obviously very agitated and everything thereafter as a conclusion on the part of the witness. Objection sustained. The answer is stricken. That portion of the answer is stricken. Now, when he ordered the boys, Eric and Lyle, upstairs, did he appear to still be angry or upset? Yes. And what did Lyle and Eric do? They immediately went upstairs, and I was standing there, like very often had happened, not knowing what to do, feeling very uncomfortable. Okay. When you say, like, had very often it happened, you mean in that home or in your life? No, in, in that home. Okay. Now, you said the boys went upstairs? Yes. Did Mr. Menendez go upstairs? Yes, he did. And did you see Lyle and Eric again that day? Yes, I saw Lyle. Okay. How much longer? How much later? I'm sorry. Uh, it was approximately 20 or 30 minutes later he came back to the guest house. And did you get any explanation about what that was all about? I tried asking basically what had what had made him his father so angry and why they had been gone so long and he just told me that it really wasn't something that he wanted to discuss with me it was a friend of Eric's named Craig and that it was really that's all he wanted to tell me at that time okay. and i didn't feel it was appropriate to push it did you have um, what you you said you had dinner at the Menendez home two or three times yes um, <laughs> On one of those occasions, did something unusual happen? Yes. Okay. Where was this dinner? In the dining room, in the kitchen? In the dining room. Okay. And who was present? Eric Lyle, Mr. and Mrs. Menendez, myself. I, be I believe that was it. Okay. And was Mrs. Menendez serving the dinner? Yes, she was. She was bringing plates of food from the kitchen, placing them on the table. She hadn't yet joined us. Okay. Now, were you comfortable being there for dinner? No. I, I, as maybe you can tell, I'm uncomfortable being in front of people I don't know anyway. And parents are, are always scary when you first meet anyone's parents or family. I felt very uncomfortable. Um, it was a new situation to me. They were in a different social class. I just felt very uncomfortable as it was to begin with. So... When you say they were a different social class, they were rich. Yes. Are you rich? No. When Mrs. Menendez put the food on the table, did something unusual happen? Yes. Um, she was standing behind me, so I don't know if she did something to provoke her husband. But before I knew it, um, he had stood up and pushed his plates out of the way, very violently knocking over all sorts of glasses and condiments, whatever, on the table, and said something to her like, what did you do to this food? Why are you serving this food? Um, and she remained silent, and I, she was behind me, and I was just thinking, my goodness, what does a person do here? Um, and, and what did a person do here? I just... What did you do here? I sat there and was quiet and nervous. Um, Jose ordered... Eric and Lyle to go wait outside for him, said nothing to me, and ranted, ran, I think he maybe went upstairs or somewhere, I don't know where he went, he left the room, and I was left again sitting there, thinking, what do I do, and Lyle motioned to me to, to come with him, um, I was able to grab my purse and coat and whatever else, and we went out to the front um, where the cars were parked. Okay. What did Mrs. Menendez do after Mr. Menendez pushed the food and said, what did you do to the food or why are you serving this, whatever it was? She did said. nothing. She said nothing. And I couldn't see her. She was behind me. She, I don't, I don't even know if she was still standing in the room, to be honest. Okay. So 
You went outside? Yes. Were Lyle and Eric already out there? Or did they uh, go out there with you? Well, the, Eric had kind of gone first, and Lyle was sort of, I was straggling along with him. And, and I was standing, they, Eric and Lyle had gone off sort of to the side and were whispering. Um, Could you hear what they were talking about? No. Okay. And did Mr. Menendez then show up at some point in time? Yeah, Eric moved um, to get in the front of the car. And um, I, Jose had opened my door for me in the back, and Lyle got around the other side, and Eric had asked his father something, do you, do you think she tried something on purpose or something like this? And I don't exactly know if those are the right, that's just what I remember. Um, and as I was getting in, I'm looking at Lyle, like, give me some explanation what's happening here. And he was very silent, very sort of in his own world. Did you know what was happening? I know. I assumed perhaps. <coughs> you need to strike everything else. I assume this being a conclusion speculation for the answer uh, no will stand. The rest of the answer is stricken as a conclusion. Did Mr. Menendez seem extremely upset? Yes, he did. Okay. Did he join you in the car then at some point in time? Oh, yes. After he opened the door, he immediately got in the car. And did you and Mr. Menendez and Eric and Lyle go somewhere? Yes, we went to eat at a, a hamburger hamlet down, I don't know, five minutes, ten minutes away. Okay. And did Mrs. Menendez come with you? No, she did not. Was there any discussion at the restaurant about what that had been all about? No. And once you got to the restaurant, was Mr. Menendez still angry and upset? No, absolutely the opposite. He was, I found him to be a very charming man. He was very nice to me. Um, we discussed my schooling. In fact, he's the person who made me go to a, um, a four-year rather than a regular um, community college. After that conversation, I went home and wrote an essay about him and turned it in, and, and I applied to my school to get to get in. You have to write an essay to enter various colleges. And He was absolutely charming, and just... I, I really uh, was amazed that someone could be so absolutely angry and then so nice to me 20 minutes later. It was just bizarre. Okay. And the essay that you wrote about him, was it about his success? Yes. And on that occasion, did he tell you about his rise from rags to riches? Not specifically. Objection. Objection sustained. The answer is For the rest of the meal, did Mr. Menendez continue to be charming and... Yes. Attentive to you? Yes. Were you ever given an explanation of what happened that night? No, never, and I didn't ever ask. Were you at the Menendez home for Thanksgiving dinner that year in 1988? Yes, I was. And after the meal, did Lyle leave to take a friend of his home? Yes, he did. And did this friend live up in Malibu? Yes, I think that's correct. And did Lyle ask you to wait for him while he drove the other friend home? Yes, he did. Did you wait for him? Yes. Did you receive a phone call from him at some point in time while you were still waiting? Yes, I'd fallen asleep on the couch, and, and um, Kitty came with the cordless phone and said that Lyle was calling from the car, and I took the call. Okay. And in that conversation, uh, did he ask you to continue to wait for him? Yes, and I sort of protested. I was ready to go. I was tired, and he insisted that I wait for him, that he wanted to see me, and he apologized for having had to leave. So I did decide to wait. Okay, and so after you finished your conversation with him, what happened next? Um, I, when I was finished talking with him, I got up and went to the kitchen and, and gave Kitty back the phone because I didn't know where it was supposed to be. Um, and about five minutes later, she came in the room and told me that Lyle had changed his mind that I had just better go ahead and go home. Okay. And did you question her about that? Uh, I just basically, I sort of said, are you sure? You know, he was very insistent that I stay. And she said, no, I'm sure. Um, you just better go ahead and go home. But before you do, I'd like to speak with you. And I said, okay. And so what happened then? She had asked that um, me, uh, she said, Tracy, I have, I have several questions for you. Um, and she sort of had this tone about her already accusing. And I didn't ever feel very comfortable around her anyway. And she asked me, the first question she asked me was, I having a sexual relations with her son? 
And that's not something anyone's ever asked me. And I was absolutely blown away. And I was brought up to tell the truth. And I said, yes. And she was real upset. And she... What do you mean she was real upset? Well, she started... Her voice and face started to look more, you know, like she was bubbling inside. And um, I, I said to her, you know how did you want me to answer that question sort of? And she continued saying that she knew that I had spent the night and she didn't feel that was appropriate. Had you spent the night? Yes. Where had you spent the night? Um, once in, in the guest house, um, another, several other times in, in the maid's room. Okay. Now the times you'd sp- stayed in the maid's room, that was in the main house. Is that correct? Yes. And on those occasions, did Lyle stay in the guest house? Yes. And why was it that you stayed in the maid's room? I, that, I thought that was appropriate. Um, I lived far away, and I didn't want to disrespect anyone in their home, and I know that in my home, it's not appropriate for people to sleep with other people. In the, do you know what I'm saying? In the right th- so I, I felt that for me it was best if I stay there to respect their home. And so what did she say to you about the relationship that you had with her son? <sighs> she... I don't remember exactly because I was just, my head was swimming because I was so embarrassed and nervous. Um, she basically was said that she had seen girls like me before and that whatever I wanted from her son, I wasn't going to get. And if, if, if I thought I was going to get a hold of his money, then think, think twice. Um, Did she treat you with respect? No, absolutely not. Um, and at about this point, I, I had pretty much taken what I was going to take. Um, I went to get up, and she literally grabbed my shoulders and shoved me back into the chair. And I mean, I'm getting emotional about it now. I mean, I have never had anyone physically do anything like that to me. And she just was standing above me, and I was it was just amazing that some person – I mean, it's very – sorry, I'm getting – I'm talking and rambling, but I – I was amazed, and I've never had that happen to me in my life and ever in the past or in the future. Um, After she grabbed you by the shoulders and pushed you back down, did she continue to ask you questions or express her opinions about you? Yes, she continued saying that I had borrowed a pair of his sweats or something, and she said something like, oh, you think you could take his things, and you think that you fit right in here, and... um, I, I know where you're from and, and he doesn't date girls like you. And well, you know, just, just bizarre things that a normal person doesn't say to another person. It was very rude. And I grabbed myself. I was almost crying. I grabbed my things. I ran to the guest house. Uh, I said, I'm really sorry that I offended you. And, you know, I kind of, whatever I said, I don't remember just to get out of there. I got in the car and cried all the way home. And I think to this day, my self-esteem is just, affected by it. I mean, I still feel like I'm not good enough yeah, for people. I, I need to strike everything after I think to this day is being irrelevant. Objection sustained. The rest of that portion of the answer and everything following is stricken. Now, this incident occurred five years ago. Is that correct? Yes. When Mrs. Menendez was having this, this conversation, if you will, with you, um, were you arguing back with her? No. Were you trying to convince her that you were right or she was wrong or what were you doing? I was trying to calm her down. I was saying, I understand what you're saying. I can see your point of view. I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to disrespect you. Uh, you know, I better go ahead and get home. Just anything I could do to calm her down so I could leave. And I did. I mean, I don't think I calmed her down, but I was able kept inching my way. I stood up again and got away and I left. I mean, I don't, I don't think that I left probably in, in a polite way. But. Now, what was she doing physically while she was yelling at you? Was she standing close to you? She was standing very close in front of me, um, so close that she was almost touching my legs and she waved her arms. You know, she. You're clenching went. your fists here and holding your fists about shoulder level. Mm-hmm. Is that what she was doing? I think so. And did you tell Lyle about this incident a few days later? Yeah, I I wasn't sure um, 
whether or not I should because I hadn't heard from him and I was um, very hurt. I believed what she'd said to me that he didn't want to see me. And then I got mad and I said, I'm not going to let any guy or any person treat me this way. And I called him and I told him why I left and basically explained sort of what his mom had said. Was that the end of the relationship? Yes. I I just told him that I didn't feel it was going to really work out. Um, my living so far away, and he was going to be going back to, to Princeton. Were you invited to his twenty first birthday party, which would have been the January after this Thanksgiving? Yes. Section irrelevant. Sustained. Answer straight. Did Lyle's girlfriend Jamie invite you to his birthday party? Yes. Did you refuse to go? Yes. Why? Sustain. Did you ever see the Menendez family again after that? No. You said that Mr. Menendez, during the time that you had gone to the hamburger restaurant, had taken some interest in you and talked to you about school. Is that correct? Yes. And did you call the house after this incident and ask to talk to Mr. Menendez? Yes, I did. And who answered the phone? Um, Kitty answered the phone. This was um, in August of 1989. I wanted to go to a, a concert that the band The Who was putting on. And Jose had made mention to me that any time I was ready to get into the business, the music industry, which is what I'd like to do, or if I ever wanted anything, to give him a call. And I thought I would take advantage of that because I wanted to get some good tickets. And I okay. called, and uh, Kitty answered, and I asked to speak with, with Jose. And she very rudely told me that he had just come back from a business trip and he was not available to talk to me. And I asked if I could leave a message and she said that I couldn't. She, no, try calling another time. She hung up. Did you identify yourself? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I said, this is Tracy. Do you remember me? Nervously, of course, after my last experience with her. Okay. Thank you. I have nothing further. Any examination on behalf of Eric? I'm not doing anything. Miss um, Baker, on the evening that you were at the house where you heard Jose Menendez screaming about threatening to kill someone, you remember that evening? Yes. You said that Mr. Menendez then ordered the boys upstairs. That's right. And you said you saw Lyle 20 to 30 minutes later. Yes. Did you ever see Eric again that night? No, I did not. Thank you. I have nothing further. Cross-examination. Yes. Miss Baker, um, in reference to the questions that you were just asked, um, where were you physically located when you saw Lyle again that night, the night that you heard his father make these threats? I was in the guest house. Okay, and it was your understanding that that was where Lyle was staying during that period of time, is that correct? Yes. And his brother, Eric Menendez, was not staying in the guest house, correct? That's correct. Is that one of the occasions on which you, during which you spent the night at the Menendez home? Yes. Um, so would it be fair to say that you were dating Lyle Menendez in October and November of 1988? Yes. And approximately how many dates would you say you had with him? Maybe 10, a round figure. And included in these 10 dates, would the Thanksgiving dinner be one of them? Um, yeah, maybe, it, maybe between 10 and 15, that would probably be one, yeah. And I believe you indicated you had two to three family dinners and three, or there were three or four other occasions when you had spent time with the Menendez family, which were not categorized as dinners. Do you recall your testimony? Yes. Would those have been dates as well? Um, no, mostly it was while, uh, they were playing tennis. I was, um, I went several times to watch them play tennis where, um, their parents also came along. And when you'd go to watch them play tennis, would that be um, on the tennis court on their own property, or would that be at other locations? Other locations. Okay. Now, I believe um, you've indicated that you were in the guest house and you heard some noise, which caused... I'm referring to the incident where the young man was either getting in or getting out of the car, and Mr. Menendez said some things. <coughs> and I believe you indicated you were in the guest house at the time that you first heard some noise. Is that correct? Yes. Where in the guest house were you? On the patio. You were outdoors? Yeah, there's an upstairs patio. 
so balcony? Yeah, a balcony. Yeah, sorry. And so you were out of doors at that time. Is that correct? Well, yeah, there's an overhang. I, I guess I was outside. I was still within the confines of the house, but I sort of am a nosy and I was standing on the patio trying to see what I could see. Now, when you said you were trying to see what you could see, was this after your head, attention had been drawn to some noise? No. Okay, so you're out on the pa on the balcony and you heard some noise. Is that correct? Yes. And you went to and um, Lyle Menendez left your presence, and then shortly thereafter, you went to see what was going on. Lyle had left my presence prior to me going to the balcony, and I was curious because he left in such a hurry. I wanted to know what was happening, so I sort of was hanging out by the balcony, and at that point, I heard loud shouting and. I heard car door slamming, and this is when I went to the main house. About how long after Lyle Menendez had left your presence was it that you heard the loud noises in the car door? Two or three minutes, probably. Okay. And then you left the guest house, and you went out front to the um, where the cars are parked in front of the house. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And could you tell from where the noise was coming from when you were standing on the balcony of the guest house? Generally, yes, but I knew it wasn't coming from inside the house. I could sort of tell it was out, out front. Yeah. All right. And so then you went out and you saw Mr. Menendez. Is that correct? Yes. And I believe you've indicated that um, in addition to yourself, Mr. Menendez, the young man in the car, Lyle Menendez, and Eric Menendez, there was also a young man there named Ed Fenno. Is that correct? Yes. And potentially another friend of Lyle Menendez is named Cole. Yes. I don't remember if he was there. It's in my mind, I remember his being around at that time, but I can't be sure of that evening. Okay, by around at that time, Cole Kruger, is this Cole Kruger? I, I don't know his last name, I just know his name is Cole, he's from Norway or something. Okay. And it was your recollection then that he was around the Menendez home, or around when you were dating Lyle Menendez, or in what regards? I think around um, at that, uh, right before Thanksgiving time, I believe he was for there for a visit, he wasn't a omnipresent person. He wasn't there constantly. He just was, I think, on a visit. And he was staying at the home? You know, I, I don't think so. I, I don't remember. Now, Ed Fennell was another friend of Lyle Menendez's. Is that your understanding? Yes. And at that time, he was actually living in the Menendez home. Is that correct? Yes, he was. And on the occasions when you spent the night there, Ed Fennell was also spending the night there as well. Is that correct? I think sometimes Ed would spend the night away from home, but most of the time he was there in the main house. All right. So there were a number of people out in the um, area in front of the house when Mr. Menendez made this statement. Is that correct? Yes. And at the time that he made the statement, did he have any kind of firearms? There was a handgun or a rifle or anything like that in his hands? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Did he have any kind of weapon at all that you saw in his hands at the time that he said that he would kill this young man? No, I didn't have a clear view of him. His back was to me, but not again, not that I'm aware of. All right. When this incident was over and the young man in the car had left, did you continue to see Mr. Menendez? Yes, he came toward us. And like I said, I don't remember if he specifically told me to go back inside or whether I just did it. Um, that was the last time I saw him. He Okay. And when he came towards you, was he holding any weapons? No. Did he strike the young man in the car? Did you see him hit him? No, I didn't. I mentioned that I had come at the tail end. All right, but prior, but the part that you saw, he didn't hit him, correct? No, he was too far away. The guy was getting in or out of a car and on the street, and Jose was still within the confounds of the driveway. Okay, so he, the um, young man in the car was actually on the street, correct? I think the car was sort of in, if you've ever seen the front of their home, there's a driveway, like sort of like this, and um, there's another driveway that sticks out and goes to the street, kind of. I think the car was there. So it the, was in the driveway, but not all the way into the right, area yeah, in like front of the house? Making a quick exit kind of thing. And so did you actually see Mr. Menendez when he made the statement, don't ever come back or I'll kill you or something like that? I saw the back of his head. He was yelling, and I had just arrived on the scene. All right. And when you arrived on the scene, all these other people were already there, with yeah. the exception of Cole, who may or may not have been Right, there. yes. Okay. Okay. May I have a moment, please? Now, I believe you've indicated that um, Thanksgiving was the last time that you were at the Menendez home. Is that correct? That's correct. And that if you had two or three dinners with the family and had seen them three or four other times, those four, three or four other times would have been the tennis matches that you've told us about just now? Yes. Okay. Um, before Thanksgiving dinner, how did Mrs. Menendez treat you? 
she really didn't ever talk to me. At one tennis match, the first one I went, she sat huddled next to her husband on the other side of me and never even gave regard to me. I just assumed that. Okay, well, I'm, I'm just, I'm not asking what you assumed. I'm asking you if she, how she treated you. She did, she didn't acknowledge me. So you had no interaction with her, basically. At, at that time, no. Now, the, um, the dinner that you went to that ended up at the Hamburger Hamlet, I take it then this was before the Thanksgiving dinner, correct? Mm-hmm. Is that yes? Yes. Okay. Excuse me. Now, I believe you indicated that um, after Thanksgiving dinner, you were waiting for Lyle Menendez to drive someone else home, and you were staying at the Menendez house during that time. Is that correct? Mm, yes. Um, had you spent the night at the Menendez home during that Thanksgiving vacation? Um, prior to Thanksgiving dinner? I think so. I would generally stay on a weekend. So if Thanksgiving that year fell on a weekend, I, I think I probably did because I'd lived far. And were you going to school at the time? Yes. Now, when um, you had this conversation with Mrs. Menendez, I believe you indicated that before she grabbed your shoulders and caused you to sit back down, you had indicated to her that you had been having sexual relations with her son, Lyle Menendez, correct? Yes. And did she ask you if you had done this at her home? Um, she didn't specifically ask me. She told me that I had. That and did you disagree with her? No. Was it in fact true that you had had sexual relations with Lyle Menendez in his family's home? Not in the main house. Well, the guest house? Yeah. Okay, that was part of the family home, wasn't it? Yeah. And you had no reason to believe that Lyle Menendez owned that guest house independently of his parents, did you? No. Okay. Um, did you think it was um, unreasonable for Mrs. Menendez to be upset that someone was having sex in her home? Um, I think that in this day and age, um, a 21-year-old and a 19-year-old, um, it's not. It, it may be a disappointment to her, but I don't think that it's so outrageous um, in this day that a person needs to be verbally assaulted the way she did to me. I don't think it's that unusual. I think that most of us in this room would probably say that that's not unusual. But you didn't ask for her, you didn't ask her permission before you spent the night with her son in the guest house and had sexual relations with her, did you? <laughs> of course not. All right. And then, so she asked you and you told her that you'd been having sex in her home in her, in her family's guest house, and she got upset, right? She didn't specifically ask me in her guest house. She said, are you having a sexual relationship with my son? Something to that effect. And again, I, I'm not in the habit of making uh, lies up to people's parents that I potentially want to get to know better. And I didn't say, yes, I'm having sex in your house, ma'am. I, I didn't say that. But she did ask you if you had spent the night there, correct? Yes, but a person, I've spent the night there on many occasions, not many, but on several occasions, and didn't have any sexual encounters at all. I would stay in the maid's room and sleep and get up. And and then on other occasions, you did have sexual encounters with Lyle Menendez in his parents' home, correct? Correct? Yes. Okay. Now, I believe you indicated that this the way she treated you was very upsetting to you. Is that correct? Absolutely. Did she hit you? Aside from touching you on the shoulders and forcing you back down, did she hit you? I, she didn't literally smack, but you know, hit me, but physically very, very hard pushed me back down into the couch. And that I would constitute as definitely physical assault. That's not normal activity. Did you receive any injuries as a result of this? No. Okay. And I believe you indicated that this was very upsetting to you, correct? Absolutely. Okay. And approximately in August of 89, you called the house back to get tickets to the Who concert? Well, that, you make it sound very trivial. Um, I had established a, a pretty decent, um, not relationship, but rapport with Mr. Menendez. And I expected, I didn't know if she would answer the phone. They had a maid. I, I didn't know who would answer. And I don't think it's that unusual to ask for, for someone. I wasn't asking her for the tickets. Um, Ms. Baker, where was the maid when you spent the night in the maid's room? I, I believe she had certain weekends off. Um, the two times that I spent the night in the maid's room, two or three, I, I, she wasn't obviously there, and I, I, I think at the time maybe they didn't have a maid. Um, I, they had either let her go or something happened because I remember specifically that I thought it was very weird that um, Mrs. Menendez was serving the dinner because she appeared to me to be sort of you know a rich lady. She wouldn't be serving dinner to her family. She appeared to like probably to be served. 
and um, but as a, but as a matter of fact, she did serve you dinner on more than one occasion, didn't she? Um, actually, uh, Thanksgiving we had sort of a buffet style. Now, in August of 89, do you remember what part of August it was that you called to get tickets to the Who concert? It was real early in the month. I think the concert was the third week of August, and I wanted to make sure I had ample time to ask him. So in spite of the fact that you'd suffered this trauma at the hands of Mrs. Menendez, you did call the Menendez home to get tickets to a concert. Is that correct? Objection, Your Honor. Objection sustained. Thank you. Nothing further. Any redirect? No, Your Honor. All right, thank you. You may step down. You're excused. Your next witness. Amy Lee Pizarsik. P-I-S-A-R-C-I-K. Ms. Pizarsik, were you Lyle Menendez's girlfriend for a period of time? Yes. When was it that you first met him, please? What year? Um, 1986, in the fall. And where did you meet him? In Princeton, New Jersey. And how long was it after you met him that you became his girlfriend? Shortly after, within weeks. And... From the time you met him in 1986 and became his girlfriend until a later point in time, did, did you continue to be his girlfriend until some specific month and year? Yes. And when was it that you first broke up with him? Um, I first broke up with him in the spring of 1989. So that for a period of the fall of 86 until the spring of 89, you were his girlfriend, correct? correct. Do you remember what month it was that you and Lyle had broken up in the spring of 89? Um, I believe it was April. Then did you and he get back together? Yes, we did. Was that after the death of his parents? Shortly after, yes. Now, in the spring of 1989, um, had you ever been to the Menendez home in Beverly Hills? In the spring of 1989? Yes. By that time, had you ever been to the Menendez home? Yes. And do you recognize the woman who just left the courtroom? Yes. And who do you recognize her as being? Flora, the maid. And had you seen her at the Menendez home when you had visited there in Beverly Hills? Correct. Now, at some point, did you learn that, uh, excuse me, um, were you aware of the fact that Lau Menendez um, had gone to obtain um, a wig? Yes. And could you tell us when it was that you first became aware of that? Um, I went with him. It was in Birmingham, Alabama. And when what, what month and year was it that you went with him in Birmingham, Alabama? I believe that was the spring of 1987. And at that time, um, did he have thinning hair on top? Yes, he did. And it was something that was noticeable to you? Yes. Had you discussed with him his idea about getting a hairpiece in the spring of 1987? Yes. Okay. And at that time, did he acquire such a hairpiece? Yes, he did. Were you present in the Menendez home any time after that when you had a discussion where Eric, part Eric Menendez participated in a discussion about Lyle Menendez's hairpiece? Yes. Okay, could you tell us where you were physically located when this discussion took place? In Eric's bedroom. And where where was the bedroom inside of the house? It was on the second floor. And do you remember where you were seated at the time or standing? Um, I was standing in the doorway. Okay. And Eric was at his desk. And was, any, was anyone else present aside from you and Eric? Uh, just, I mean, in the house, yes, but not there at that, you know in that room. Okay. Could you tell me the nature of your conversation with Eric Menendez You're at that time? I'm going to object to this mistake. Come on. Right, right, okay. uh, Do you remember what month it was that you had this conversation with Eric Menendez? Not exactly. I do not. Um, was Lyle Menendez at the home with you at the time? Yes. Okay. Was he on break from college at the time? Or was... Or do you know if... What is... Okay. Let me back up. Do you know what his status was as a college student in the spring of 1989? Um, he would have, in the spring of 1989, been at Princeton. Right, but when you had this conversation, you right. were in Beverly Hills. Right, so he, it would have been either summer break, probably the summer break. And um, could you tell me then what time of day it was that you had this conversation with Eric Menendez? <laughs> I'm going to object again and say this Okay. Do you remember what time of day it was that you had this conversation? Um, I don't remember exactly. Okay, and what what did you? Who started the conversation about uh, Lyle's hairpiece? I believe Eric started the conversation. And what did he say? He was just amazed. He was kind of joking because he was amazed that Lyle had the all this time had the hairpiece because it was he had Lyle had had the hairpiece for a while prior to that and he didn't know and that was why he was um uh he was amazed because 
Lyle's hair always looks so perfect. Okay, did he indicate... So, all right, and did he indicate to you that he hadn't known about it up until the time of your discussion? Objection, leaving. Um, yeah, he did not know right from the start when Lyle got his hair piece. He did not know initially, but he had found out at some course okay, and during when the you, time. When you Objection, had, speculation, was strike. Objection sustained, but he did find out that the rest of it was speculation or at least there's no foundation at this point. Okay. Um, was it your understanding when you went with Lyle Menendez in 1987 to Birmingham, Alabama, that he did not want people to know that he was wearing a hair piece? No, he was more concerned with the fact that he was losing his hair and he didn't want people, when he went back to Princeton, to um, realize that he had gotten a hair piece. He wanted to have his hair piece before he went into Princeton, so it would not have been as noticeable if he was in Princeton, say, for a year or two and then got his hair piece. He thought it would be more noticeable then as compared to if he had gotten it upon going into Princeton at the beginning. Now, when you had the conversation with Eric Menendez at the Beverly Hills house, sometimes, sometime I believe you said you think it might have been the summer? Close to the summer. It would have been actually prior to that, or, you know, late spring, early summer. Okay. And of 1989, is that correct? correct? And when you had the conversation with Eric Menendez in the Beverly Hills house in 1989, did he indicate to you how he had found out that his brother was wearing a hairpiece? Objection, Your Honor. It assumes facts are evidence. Right. Um, during the time that you had a conversation with Eric Menendez, did he indicate to you that he knew that his brother wore a hairpiece? Your Honor, I'm going to object to this as leading. I mean, why don't we just... Objection overruled, counsel. Director, question. Do you understand the question? If you could repeat it, please. I did not hear it all. All right. Why don't you tell you... I believe you indicated that you had a conversation with Eric Menendez in 1989 in the Beverly Hills house. You were standing in the doorway. He was sitting at his desk. Is that correct? Correct. And the subject matter of the discussion was, what was the subject matter? The subject matter was Lyle's hairpiece. And I believe you indicated that Eric Menendez brought up the subject. Is that correct? Objection to the testimony. All right, why don't you just ask what was said? Okay, I'll ask again exactly what was said and who first said it. I don't remember exactly how the conversation did start, but I do remember because Eric was, um, you know, surprised uh, and because Lyle had had such perfect hair. That's what I remember. And did he indicate to you how, what he thought the perfect hair was attributable to? In other words, did he indicate to you that he knew something about Lyle's hair? Just that, overall, just that he did have the wig on, that he, that's, he was wearing a wig. And did Eric indicate to you how he knew that when you had your discussion with him in the spring of 89? I, I do not remember the exact um, wording that Eric said as to, you know, how he found out. At the time that you had your discussion with him in 1989, mm -hmm. was it clear to you that Eric knew that his brother had a hairpiece? Yes. Overall, your answer? Yes. Okay. And then you broke up with um, Lyle in April of 89, is that correct? Correct. Did you go to the house in Beverly Hills at any time after that? Between April of 89 and when the parents were killed, did you, did you have any other trips to that Beverly Hills house? No, I did not. Thank you. I have nothing further in front of both jurors. All right. And uh, what is the OAC counsel at the sidebar as far as the time estimate here for the balance of the examination? What's going to happen now is that there will be some testimony before the Lyle Menendez jury only. The time estimate is that it'll be approximately 30 minutes. And during that time, the Eric Menendez jury doesn't have to be here. After that is completed, um, then there will be cross-examination of the witness or examination of the witness before both juries. So um, what I'll do is uh, take a recess now until 10 minutes after the hour for everybody. And then we'll pick up um, at 10 minutes after the hour with just the gold jury in the courtroom. And then uh, we'll ask that the uh, blue jury come back. Um, and assuming this time estimate is um, accurate, uh, we should be uh, starting up again with both juries around uh, 340 or thereabouts. So if you can all get back here so we can start up with you around 340. Um, with a blue jury, um, then hopefully we'll be in sync and we'll have both juries back in the courtroom. And uh, I haven't forgotten uh, the discussion I'm going to have with you regarding the schedule for the balance of the trial. I just have yet to get a 
definitive uh, answer from all the lawyers as to what exactly is going to transpire. And until I do, there's no sense giving you information that is going to have to be uh, amended or corrected uh, after they give me more information. So um, I'm going to hold off a little bit further before I get there. Uh, so we'll, what we'll do is take a recess now. Ten minutes after, we want the gold jury back in the courtroom and the uh, blue jury, if you could return at 340 so that we can resume with both juries. Continue your direct examination. Thank you. Ms. Pasarsik, I believe now we're to April of 1989, which was the first time that you and Lyle Menendez broke up. Is that correct? Correct. And then you and he got back together after his parents' deaths. Is that correct? Correct. And at some point, did you and he become boyfriend and girlfriend again? Yes. Do you know approximately what month it was that you and he began your relationship? Well, we had seen each other several times this summer, even though we had broken up. We had seen each other. Um, when he would come back to New Jersey um, several times during that summer. And we were actually supposed to be at a tennis tournament uh, the weekend of his parents' death. Um, we were supposed to meet him there at that tournament in Vermont. Um, I did go to that tennis tournament, but he did not show up at the tournament. Um, so we had talked to each other prior to that. Um, and then it was shortly after his parents' death that um, he called me and asked me to please attend the funeral in New Jersey, and uh, we saw each other there. All right, now let's back up. I believe you indicated that he um, asked you, uh, that you, it was your understanding he was going to be at a tennis tournament the weekend that his parents died? Yes. And how many days before that was the last time you had spoken to him about going to, meeting him at the tennis tournament? Um, probably a week or so, and I had actually, I talked to his mother also because she was setting up the arrangements, the, the tournament entry. And when did you speak to his mother, if you recall? Approximately a week prior. All right, so that would have tournament. been on the weekend prior to the tournament? I don't remember the exact day, but roughly a week or so before. And when you spoke to Mrs. Menendez, was it your understanding that Lyle Menendez was going to be attending the tournament? Correct. Do you remember what day of the week you arrived at the tournament? It was a weekend tournament, so I probably got there on Friday. And at some point you learned that Lyle Menendez was not at the tournament, is that correct? Correct. Where were you physically located when you spoke to Lyle Menendez for the first time after his parents' deaths? I was back in Lawrenceville, uh, the Princeton area. Um, when I spoke to Lyle, I'm sorry. Yes. Um, yes, I was back in Lawrenceville after the tennis tournament. So it would have been during the week, is that correct? correct. And so you went to the services in New Jersey, is that correct? Yes. And then sometime after that, you became his girlfriend again? Yes. All right, and were you um, his girlfriend in March of 1990 when he was arrested for the murder of his parents? Yes. And shortly after his arrest, did he contact you telephonically or by a jail visit and ask you to do something in relation to some property of his in, in his car? Yes. Could you tell me how the contact was made? Was it over the phone or was it when you visited him? Um, I believe it was over the phone. Um he was, because uh, I, yeah, I had not seen him yet. All right, so was this the first contact you had with him after his arrest? Yes. And when you spoke with him over the phone, did he ask you to get something out of his car? Yes. And could you tell me what he asked you to do, please? There were uh, a, let a box of private letters um, that he had asked either myself or asked me to have someone get those for him. Did you yourself, did you get those letters or did you have someone do it? Um, I did not. Um, it was um, Glenn Stevens. Did you personally ask? <coughs> the answer is stricken. Okay. Did you personally take any letters out of Lau Menendez's car? No, I did not. Did you ask anyone to do that on his behalf? Yes. Who did you ask? Glenn Stevens. Thank you. Um, after his parents' deaths, did Lyle Menendez indicate to you who had done the killings or his idea of who had done the killings? Right after their deaths? Well, okay. Shortly after his parents died, you became aware of it, and you went to the memorial service. You began to resume your relationship with Lyle Menendez. Correct. Did he indicate to you uh, any particular group of people who were responsible for his parents' deaths? Yes. And who did he indicate to you? He said it was either the mob or the mafia or someone business-related. To his father. And did he tell you this on more than one occasion? Yes. Now, at some point in 
the summer of 1990, after Lyle Menendez had been in custody for a while, did you move into the family's Beverly Hills home? Yes. And was it someone's suggestion that you move into the Beverly Hills home? Yes. Whose suggestion was it? It was Lyle's. And did he give you a reason that he wanted you to move into the family's Beverly Hills home? He's, yes, he did. And what did he tell you? Um, he said, for my personal safety, uh, he felt it was a safer location than in the apartment that I had been living in at the time. Now, um, during this period of time, um, March, April, May, and June of 1990, were you in love with Lyle Menendez? Yes. Um, at that time, what was your status um, in terms of marriage? Did you have a status in terms of marriage? Well, we had been engaged prior to that. Um, when was it that you had been engaged previous to his incarceration? We were engaged from the spring of 1988 to the spring of 1989. And was the engagement broken at or about the same time that you broke up your relationship? With yes, it was. And did you make any plans after he was incarcerated um, regarding marriage? Was there any kind of discussion about that, if you recall? Uh, yes. And what what was the, your understanding of what your status was regarding um, Lyle Menendez? Well, he had asked me to uh, wear his engagement ring again um, at the time that he was in jail. And uh, obviously there were no plans made at that time. But uh, Did you begin to wear his engagement ring again? Yes, I did. Did you go to court um, when he went to court to support him? Yes, I did. And did you believe at that time that he was not involved in his parents' murders? Yes. And at some point, did you begin to have doubts about your belief? Yes. Right. In December of 1990, approximately December of 1990, did you go to the county jail and have a very upsetting discussion with Lyle Menendez? Yes. Prior to going to the county jail in December of 1990 and having this discussion, had Lyle Menendez asked you to do anything for him while he'd been incarcerated regarding research at the law library? Yes. Could you tell us what he asked you to do, please? Um, he asked me to look up several cases. Um, and at the time, he gave me the case names and numbers, if, you know, if there was a number to them, um, and asked me to look those cases up and get copies made of them. And did you, in fact, uh, try to obtain copies of cases for him? Yes. Where did you do that? At the Santa Monica La Law Library. And where is the Santa Monica Law Library located? It's in Santa Monica on, I believe, 4th Street, where the courthouse is. And did you ever go to Santa Monica to any court proceedings that Lyle Menendez attended <clears throat> during the summer of 1990? Yes. And did you go to court to support him during that period of time? Yes, I did. What was the nature of the case? Well, let me ask you this. Did you ever read any of the cases that Lyle Menendez asked you to look up? Um, well, I read parts of them, yes. And did you get a feel for what kind of cases you were looking at? Yes. Could you describe the nature of the cases that you were asked to look up in Xerox for Lyle Menendez? Um, the cases were um, situations where children had gotten off um, after killing their parents. Were there any other kind of cases, any other subject matter of a criminal nature uh, that was involved in these cases you were asked to look up? Not that I recall. Anything about child molesting? Um, I believe, so, yes. I mean, the cases were, you know, child molestation um, and, you know, children had killed their parents and um, gotten off. Now, when you read these or looked at portions of these cases, did you ever begin to have any doubts about what you thought about Lyle Menendez. Yes. Okay. And during the period of, his, of time that you were still his girlfriend, did he ever ask you to get any books for him so that he could have reading material? Uh, frequently. All right. And did you, in fact, obtain those books? Um, several times a week, yes. How many times? Several times a week. Sometimes, you know, whenever he wanted, basically. Could you tell me the nature of the kind of books that he asked you to get? Um, there were all different kinds of books. Do you remember specifically the subject matter of any of the books? Several, yes. Okay, could you tell me the subject matter, please? Um, there was one, the subject matter was um, sign language. And uh, the only other title I specifically remember was the uh, Billionaire Boys Club. The Billionaire Boys Club? Correct. Had you ever had any discussion with Lyle Menendez about the Billionaire Boys Club before the time that he asked you to retrieve this book? No. How was it that you were able to get the books to him if he was incarcerated? 
um, we um, when I went to like Walden Books, a lot of times Walden, they have a service that they will actually, you buy the books, you pay for them, and they will ship them for you. And they'll ship them anywhere? Uh, yes. They right. would, and they had a certain way to, I guess, you know, make sure they were obtained by the people at the jail. All right. Which Walden books did you go to, if you recall? Usually the one at the Beverly Center, but there were, there were very many different bookstores. Now, after you were asked to do this research at the law library in the Santa Monica Courthouse, then did you ask Lyle Menendez in December of 1990 to discuss with you, well, let me, let me back up. Did you have a conversation with him in December of 1990? Yes. And that was at the county jail? Correct. Were you alone with him at that time? Um, yes. I mean, well, that's yeah. hard. Were you the only visitor to Lyle Menendez at the time that you had this discussion? Yes. And you were in a room with other inmates and other visitors? Correct. Okay. And did you ask him um, to tell you something? Yes. What did you ask him? I, at that time, um, wanted to know the truth. And what happened? At that time, Lyle held up a letter because um, he did not want to discuss this over the syst phone system that was there. Um, so he held up a letter and... Um, it was it just described that he and Eric had killed their parents. Now, um, before I ask you more questions about this particular letter, could you describe the accommodations there? Is there a screen of some sort of material like glass? Glass, or it is glass. And that separates you from Lyle Menendez? Correct. And how is it you are able to speak at the county jail when you go to visit? Is it over a phone or do you talk through a, a hole in the glass? It was usually a phone. All right, and so on this particular occasion, the way that you communicated, when you asked him to tell you the truth, did you do that over the phone, or did you do that, did you write something, or how was that done? Um, I believe um, I wrote it down also. All right, and then I believe you indicated he held up a letter for you to read, yes. is that correct? Correct. How many pages was the letter, if you recall? It was very lengthy. Um, I did not complete reading all of it. Um, because he took part of it away after I had gotten to a certain point in the letter. How far did you read in the letter? I read several pages. And you said at some point he took the rest of the letter away? Yeah. Okay. Um, sitting here today in 1993, do you remember every word that was written in the several pages you read? Not every single word. Okay. Can you tell me essentially what the letter said that you read that Lyle Menendez held up for you that day? Um, the letter just said that he was very sorry that he had had to lie to me for so long um, and but that the truth was that he had killed his parents he and Eric and that the reason was that Eric had been abused by his father and Lyle had been abused by his mother and was it at that point that you stopped reading or was it at a different point that was when I stopped reading and when you stopped reading, did you say anything to him? Yes. What did you say? I said, I did. I don't believe you. And then what happened? Um, then he cried, and I cried, and uh, I never did get to finish reading the letter. He How pulled long? it away. Pardon me? He pulled it away. All right, so when you got to the point of letter, the letter in which there was an indication that the father had molested Eric and the mother had molested Lyle, was that as far as you read? Yes. Okay. And how long did you stay there at the jail uh, within Lyle Menendez's presence after you had read that? Um, I was there probably for at least another 20 minutes, 10 to 20 minutes. What were you doing during that period of time? Crying. At some point after that, did you break up with Lyle Menendez? Yes. About how long after this particular incident was it? Um, shortly after, um, I would say several weeks to a month afterwards. Did you have any further discussions with Lyle Menendez about what you'd seen in the letter after you'd seen the letter? Yes. And were those discussions at the county jail? Yes. Now, um, sometime, not during the conversation that you've just related to us, but at another time, um, did you have a conversation with Lyle Menendez involving a movie called At Close Range? Yes. And was that on a different occasion from the occasion you've just told us about? Yes, it was. May I approach, please, Your Honor, with Exhibit 248? Yes. 
Now, in November of 1992, did you give a statement to the Los Angeles County District Attorney's Office? Yes. And was that um, to myself and Mr. Kuriyama and Detective Zoller, and there was a court reporter, like the lady sitting in front of you, who took it all down? Correct. Okay. And I'm going to show you a portion of the transcript, which I believe was shown to you earlier today before you testified. Did you get a chance to review this exhibit, which is 248? Yes. And is this transcript um, what you told Mr. Kuriyama, myself, and Detective Zoller? This is a portion of what you told us on November the 30th of 1992. Yes. Regarding the movie at close range. Correct. Thank you. Now, at some point, did you ever ask Lyle Menendez why he hadn't run away? Yes. Do you remember during which conversation it was that you asked him why he had not run away? I believe that it was a conversation that... <coughs> when he told me that he and Eric had killed their parents. But I believe you've indicated that you had subsequent conversations with him after this, the first one where you found out? Correct. Okay. And what did he tell you in regards to running away? He just said that he would have liked to run away, but Eric did not want to. And that's what he told you during one of these conversations, after you found out he was responsible for the death of his parents? Correct. Okay. I have nothing further on this one.